Good Thursday. Oh, actually, it's Friday. Yeah. Ooh, caught myself on that one. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have a fantastic guest on tonight. His name is Mr. Steven. He's from Base Records. Um, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but it is about uh, a group of theirs called Five Times August. Ain't no rock and roll. We're going to put the uh, actual link to the YouTube video. This is the one I watch. It's got the uh, it's the lyric version because I need to fix my reading comprehension according to people on the internet. So um, I did want to start off with something and go with it. But Christmas is a very important time for a lot of people. It's, um, you know, people are buying gifts and all this and telling tales and reminiscing about the times before. There is an, also a story that people kind of know, but really don't know too much about it. That is also a Christmas story. And in my opinion, it is possibly the best Christmas story. So on December 25th, 1776, a very strapping young man at this age, uh, at this point, he wasn't young, but a uh, man named George Washington, who was a, the general of the Continental Army at the time, decided to cross the Delaware River that was frozen because he wanted to really make sure the British didn't win by killing a bunch of uh, German mercenaries. And it, and here's where it gets better, right? So George Washington about to make a full on charge um, on these well, like very experienced, very well supplied German mercenaries. <laughs> He's telling jokes. Um, it is reported to that he had said, Shift that fat ass, Harry, but slowly or you'll swamp the damn boat. So even in 1776, Washington is throwing out your oh, fat yeah. jokes and uh, getting ready to basically proceed and uh, starting the long American trend of killing Germans for freedom. Um, and I, I bring this up because at this time, England was the largest military on the planet. Navy, military, all of it. Largest nation, physically, all of it. It was a global empire, right? And a bunch of farmers and rednecks and deadbeats and criminals and, and everything in between decided to follow this man who's crazy enough to cross a frozen fucking river in the middle of the night on Christmas to kill Germans. That was the American spirit that built this nation. We dared to do things. We dared to be crazy. We dared to just be the best at whatever we could. We, we weren't afraid of bullies. We weren't afraid of, you know, mob rule. We weren't, we didn't support dictators and tyrants. We fought back against them. But unfortunately, as time has gone on, we have forgotten what hard times look like and we're fast approaching them. Um, and that's why we've seen groups like Five Times August starting to make this massive push against this system that's in place for weak Americans who just want someone to control them, someone to tell them how to think, how to live, how to spend their money. And so when you see groups like this come through, it is important because it's a, it's a fight. Well, diversity did build America. It wasn't just white Europeans who fought the Revolutionary War. There was plenty of people from all over the world that helped fight. Um, but it we, we still have to remember that this was a nation built by real human beings who fought hard and struggled every day to do it and not theocratic assholes who just, just sit on in a, in a tower in D.C. And, and rain doctrine down. 
that's what's destroying this country. It's not what's fixing it. And so people like Five Times August with their um, this 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 is an amazing song. It's it's a real standing like it's a real speech against um, COVID lockdowns and and COVID mandates and how all of these artists were willing to sell their soul just for a little bit of cash to tell people to go take take a shot. And uh, yeah, I, I'll let Stephen take the lead on the rest of this. But um, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed the song. Yeah, I love that intro. Um, did, did you want to play the video for everybody, or uh, should I well, speak on it on, on its behalf? I can't play it because if we play it, YouTube takes us down. We get a hard. Oh right, yeah, play. yeah. Well, I should have given you. I could have given you a, a pass for that. But yeah, um, five times August. Um, so we've been working with him for feels like almost a year but i guess it's been what six months and we put out a song in october called ain't no rock and roll which as chris was just saying is uh calling out all the rock stars who kind of went super pro lockdown pharma pfizer uh during all that stuff and um yeah i mean it was our first release as a record label uh five times august he kind of during all the lockdowns and all this stuff um, he released a lot of songs about, you know, all the restrictions that were happening. And he particularly like names out people. So he has a song, Sad Little Man, that is about Anthony Fauci. He has a song um, about Justin Trudeau. He has a song, Gates Behind the Bars, about Bill Gates. Um, so he's kind of, to, in my opinion, kind of the pop villain of the, uh, I guess, pandemic COVID protest movement or whatever if you want to call it that and um yeah we were super happy to release this song uh normally five times august uh it's a one-man uh, operation this guy brad skitmas and he's super talented he does children's music as well he actually does the music video as well so he's one of these independent artists that really you know in the spirit of freedom in america and kind of being um, a libertarian or whatever uh, really like a one-man operation so for this song it was cool have them partner up with us uh you know our offices are in nashville and our head of AR is chris wallen who's worked with uh, a lot of country people like uh garth brooks and kenny chesney um and so he like produced the track um all the session musicians and stuff like that it was mixed by dan frizzell who's worked with kid rock and stuff like that so uh we also released an acoustic version which is more kind of similar to what five times usually does and uh, yeah, it's on Twitter X. We have one and a half million views. Uh, if you go to fivetimesaugust.com, uh, he has a ton of merchandise. So if you want to support him and support us, pick up an Ain't No, Ain't no Rock and Roll vinyl or T-shirt or whatever. And uh, yeah, the record label, we're super proud and excited to have uh, our first release with uh, Five Times August. I know the vaccine issue or whatever is kind of polarizing even amongst, you know, conservatives or libertarians or even, you know, whatever, wherever you are, it's a little bit polarizing, but we thought it was really important to kind of have that as our flagship thing to, to let people know that we're not afraid to get a little bit controversial. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I'm looking forward to next year and releasing more music. Uh, and uh, yeah, fivetimesaugust.com to check it out, the video, the merchandise, and, uh, you know, follow him on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. All those good platforms and uh yeah i don't know uh 
you have any questions, Chris, about that or uh, how that came to be or anything else uh, about the music or? Yeah, so I guess, so someone who's got a song like that, right? It's obviously a, a polarizing song and people are going to take it one way or the other or however they feel like taking it because everyone's got an opinion and everyone cries about it. Um, what, what, what kind of conversation do you have internally about that? Like, do you say, you know, this guy is going to cause massive waves? Um, he may bring in revenue. He may not. Because we all understand, like, you know, record labels have to make money. Same way the artists have to make money. The, the store that sells the records have to make money. So what what decision, like, what was the thought process in saying, you know what, let's do this. Let's sign off on it. Let's push this out. Because even if it stirs up shit, it, it's still a great song. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, we're not a charity, you know, we do need to keep the lights on and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was just kind of one of those things we were talking to a lot of different artists, you know, the stars is kind of aligned on this one. It made sense. Um, and yeah, obviously, I think, you know, the song's been a success. And, uh, you know, we we're certainly happy to, you know, sell merchandise and get streams and you know, get articles written and, you know, get more views and stuff like that. But, you know, base records, it is a record label with a mission, right? It's not just, oh, we want to make really cool music. Of course, we want to make cool music, um, but we want to stand up for what we believe in. And, uh, you know, the, the name of the label is kind of a pun. Uh, it's B-A-S-T-E, like a turkey baster. So we thought it was a great uh, song to go in with. Uh, to make it clear where we stand on that issue. Um, and uh, I feel like if you're like very, you know, pro freedom on that issue, people can assume. Actually, I guess you can kind of have different opinions everywhere, but we just thought it was a great piece of music and went with it. Um, you know, if we were a record label without a mission, you know, we probably would have signed a different artist or whatever to that would maybe be more financially impactful or whatever, but that's, that's not our, our reason for being, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. You know, like the music business is a crazy spot. Um, there's a lot of opportunity there, but um, you know, I'm really proud about, you know, the team we have and what we're doing because it's, it's not just kind of like cash grab. It's not just, you know, People will do things to kind of, I don't know, corrupt, not corrupt the culture, but you know what I mean? You have to maybe do things that you don't necessarily believe in. So it's cool that we're able to like do stuff that we love. And, you know, we consider that as well as it being, you know, we wouldn't, even if it was a great message, we couldn't do the song if it wasn't a good song. But we were like, oh, this is a good song. Let's do this. This is a good artist. So, um, yeah, it's been fun with that. And, uh, Brad's awesome from five times August and, um, you know, happy to have, uh, have worked with him to continue to work with him. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of came, like I said before, I don't mean to ramble too much, but just, it's kind of stars aligned, you know, it was like a nice thing like that. And, you know, take into account both of the things, but obviously, you know, we're, we're a little bit more ideologically prejudiced than, uh, maybe some other places that are a little more, not or whatever or maybe they are but they kind of hide it or whatever we're, we're outward with it you know so. yeah i was about to say i think all record labels or film production companies whatever they all have an agenda right like they obviously they want to make money but they also want to push out their ideology which we've seen i think a lot recently um with with disney um and, it, and it's gotten so bad with disney that south park had to make a movie making fun of them about it um that, that's how you know the, <laughs> that it's that's that bad 
Um, but it is really good to see like a counter fight in, in this culture. Uh, people call it a culture war. It's just, it's the cultural whatever. Um, but it is good to see people who are saying like, look, this, this stuff that y'all are pushing out, is kind of fucking stupid. We're, we're, we're about this. or we'll put out music like that. And we see, uh, um, God, there was another guy that, that kind of floated around for a while that was, he was doing an independent thing, but he's kind of like singing uh, about anti-culture. Um, and then you've got like the uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. who he was, he is not accepted in country music at all, but continues to pump out albums because fuck him. Um, Wait, who, who, who's that artist? The second one? Wheeler, Wheeler Walker Jr.? He's incredibly vulgar. He is David Allen Co. Oh, right. 2020. Yeah. Oh, he's like the new. Okay, okay. I love David Allen Co. So. Times worse than David Allen Co. David, no, David Allen Co. was pretty bad too back in his day. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But yeah it, it, Sorry. Um. Yeah. No, but I mean the Disney thing, and yeah, there's like a little bit of a spark happening right now. You know. Um. You know, people like you doing podcasts interviewing people and then you know you can see you know there's disney that's having a bit of trouble marketing themselves a little bit and then you know there's a bunch of companies who are putting out content that kind of compete with them like daily wire they're doing snow white you know um that's a public domain story anyone can do that you know um I what's think that, that's, that new movie they got coming out where they where they're doing like trans yeah lady ballers sports oh, lady, ballers. lady ballers I yeah. might actually I might actually pay to see that that looks hilarious yeah no I mean you know they're they're definitely I don't want to say leading the charge but they're one of the companies doing that and uh, you know you have that movie coming out the shift right um, we've seen a couple of different songs in 2023 become quasi populist right-wing anthems you know the oliver anthony moment um jason aldean try that small town um so i think that you know people are out there people want it it's just in general people in on the right they're a little bit quieter and they're also just a little bit less experimental culturally um I find liberals and lefters are way more going to go to a concert on a Saturday or something, you know, like a weird, crazy concert versus typical conservatives. Maybe maybe if they go see music, it might be something um, not as experimental or popular or whatever. So, you know, people want good stuff. And, uh, you know, what is that Breitbart quote that politics is downstream from culture? So, I mean, I think that, We've seen the liberals and the left dominate culture for a long time. And I think that it's possible for people more on the right side to to put stuff out. And they, they've always been there. Like the Ramones voted Republican. You know, Johnny Rotten is a MAGA guy now or whatever. Um, it's just a matter of like, I don't know, making really cool stuff that people connect with and just, you know, promoting it and making relationships with people that are real to spread community, you know, because in any industry, there's a whole bunch of business and deals that go down and that's great. We need sponsorships or partnerships, but it's like, let's do some cool stuff and kind of build out this little network together. And, and at base records, that's kind of what we've been doing. You know, we have all these different friends all over the spots and, you know, we, we promote each other and just kind of a rising tide 
brings everyone up you know i think you know look at an artist like tom mcdonald i forget yeah. the story but he's been offered so much money from labels like millions of dollars you know and he just says no because he has his audience he's true to himself and he just does the work so i think that's, that's really what i was thinking of earlier yeah yeah so i find that really inspiring and there's a lot of artists who are kind of in that lane doing that so we're kind of a spot to help artists like that because obviously you know there's a lot of other Tom McDonald's out there, but so they need help, you know, like we'll work with artists where they're like, wow, I've never worked with a team before like this. This is cool to have people, you know, helping me set up interviews, podcast interviews and, you know, getting articles published and, you know, hitting up people to share on Twitter and all that type of sort of stuff, you know, just to get the message out there. So yeah, it's fun. And uh, yeah, it's been a crazy ride. I'm looking forward to next year, you know, yeah, uh, do you so I know a lot of people are talking about um you know basically what does social media's role have in um the social narrative right the the con the conversation we have at dinner and all that um but one thing I've kind of noticed is this new trend is I've seen a lot of these artists going from like TikTok and they're like playing shit on there or YouTube Shorts or Reels whatever the hell they call theirs and Instagram has theirs whatever and we're seeing a lot of these guys, like that guy up in uh, just up the road from us in uh, Southwest Virginia, uh, did that song on TikTok, and it he blew up and signed a whole bunch of shit or something, whatever. But um, do you think that's going to be that, that? Is that like a passing fade, or do you think a lot more people like that are going to start shining through due to social media? Um, yeah, I mean, social media. There, there will be more viral hits like that, you know. Um, and social media is just kind of a part of our fabric now, you know, like it's kind of lame, but you know, I remember when TikTok was popping off, everyone in the music industry was like, Oh, this is the new MTV, you know? And for a little while, like it's every record label is just signing people on TikTok uh, who are, you know, viral on TikTok. It turned out apparently that that wasn't the best strategy because a lot of them didn't make the money, even though they thought it would. But yeah, I think that. Social media is a huge game and obviously attention is worth everything. So people will pay money for followers and it's an attention economy on the subject of Oliver Anthony, obviously fantastic songwriter, fantastic song. I saw he made a funny post saying, Oh, everyone talks about the fudge rounds line, but they don't talk about the Epstein Island line, (laughs) which one's better. Cause I think that the Epstein line is probably the best line in that song. Um, But something beautiful about that video obviously amazing video you know we all love love it or i guess some people hate it but you know there's haters for everything but one thing that was great about that video and i find it's it's very important for people to connect with artists is actually you know the video right video killed the radio star but the thing about the video okay it's a performance video but it really creates an image and i think an authentic image of oliver anthony because he's there he's he's got the beard he's out in the woods and the dogs you know, the man who has like three, four dogs, it just creates this image of this type of man that's like, he would be singing that song. This isn't a put on, this is real. He's got the dogs, he's got the trailer or whatever, he, you know, he has to go to work. And so I'm not saying it was just that image that really made it snap, you know, obviously I think it was just a great song, but all those things together is so big. And, you know, it's sad, you know, to say, oh, we've reduced things down to image, right? And I think that's, you know, a lot of labels in the mainstream in particular are just only focused on image and popularity, not really ta- talent, right? 
So that can be a problem. And I think music's, you know, overlooked sometimes, but I'm just trying to say that social media will always play a role. And one of the big reasons it plays a role is because it helps to create these images and the Oliver Anthony thing. I think that image of the video just told such a strong story that a lot of people related to. Uh, so, yeah. So y'all have, uh, so BASED has offices in Canada and in Nashville. Do you mind if I ask where you're located at? Yeah, so, so I'm in Montreal. Yeah, I'm in Montreal. Um, the, the company was founded um, by a guy named Matt Israeli, who's also from Montreal originally. Um, he is also an American citizen. And we, our offices are down in Nashville. That's kind of where all the magic happens. And um, yeah, right now, we have three songs out. We have Five Times August, Ain't No Rock and Roll since October. And then in November, we dropped a song with High Reds, the rapper, who's kind of like similar to Tom McDonald in terms of being a conservative kind of rapper, whatever you want to call it, anti-woke, I don't know. And we did a super Second Amendment song called Triggered um, that was really cool. Um, got a million views on Twitter with that one. And uh, and then we did a Christmas song with Chad Prather, who's one of our country artists, who also has a show on The Blaze. And we're doing like nine more songs with them next year. I'm really excited. So we got a funny Christmas song, a really intense <laughs> Second Amendment rap song, and then uh, Ain't No Rock and Roll with Five Times August. And, who does uh, the, uh, the, the song Triggered? What's that? What's the artist name that does trigger? Hi Rez. So H I dash R E Z. Yeah, you can pull it up on on YouTube or uh, Spotify, whatever. Yeah, that that's a cool song. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we came right in with the controversial issues. We came in with vaccines. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he said, "Look, like, right we're gonna come at us. Let, let's yeah. let's get out of the way now." <laughs> yeah, YouTube YouTube demonetized us like so fast. <laughs> They yeah, the well, thing. but you know the guy. Never be either. Yeah, yeah, but, but but you know the guy who did the song, he he has a personal story with it in that uh, he kind of grew up in a in a Democrat household, so he was brainwashed to think that guns were evil pretty much from when he was young, and then he lost his cousin in the Parkland shooting, so he was kind of like, oh, what's going on with guns? So he did like a bunch of research on it. You just kind of realized, like, okay, like every communist dictatorship took away the guns, and like basically every politician's protected by guns, and all these celebrities are protected by guns, but like not schools or whatever. So um, he kind of had this epiphany and basically went from being a kind of anti-gun child of Democrats to you know he now owns guns and obviously just released a. Uh, this uh, song about guns and the second amendment and how important it is, you know, I mean, if you look at the constitution, I mean, second amendment pretty much, uh, I mean, cause no one else did that. I mean, the merits obviously freedom of speech too, or whatever, you know, but I feel like maybe there are some forms of that in some places, but I feel like second amendment is just like the real one where it's like, wow, like you're just going to let everyone have guns. Like the government is, basically going to have a really tough time reining you guys in, you know, um, which is good because, I mean, they'll probably try something at some point. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't mean to go down rabbit holes or anything, but it's like, you know, like that's the real, the real reason the Second Amendment exists is to protect us from the government, you know, like obviously against criminals and self-defense too, but it's really against the government, not, not to say the U.S. government's going to come in, but look at, you know, China, Russia, all these things. I mean, you know, it happened there, right? So, you know. Look, I'm just saying, I can build a boat and I'm just fucking crazy enough to sail that some bitch across the river in the middle of December. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the Delaware. I tell great jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell jokes on it. We're going to go. Yeah, I mean, George Washington. This is the Minecraft. All theory. This is just Minecraft. Yeah. But yeah, so that's actually interesting that his story is similar to that because I grew up in a household. My, uh, my stepmother is a staunch Democrat. My father was a staunch Republican, so politics were not discussed in my house at all. And it got to the point where like my like I was wanting, like same thing. I guess I, I wanted to investigate guns and learn about them because I've heard all this stuff about politics in them. So I, I did research and I, and I bought my first shotgun. Whew. See, my stepmother was mad. She was the Democrat. My Republican father, livid. It, which was funny. Which is kind of what really awoken me to like why both sides kind of suck to me. But um. Yeah, I bought guns and I just, I just didn't stop. My grandfather was the one that kind of encouraged me to, to start buying them and keep buying them. And so now I have the most expensive drug addiction on the planet is buying guns. I mean, you know, just look at look look at the US military. They've been they've been doing it for hundreds of years and they just can't quit buying shit. So yeah. Yeah. So um YouTube doesn't like the issue though. I mean we got demonetized there for the video. And um yeah, I mean, it's been cool, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to next year for all the music that we're going to be doing, and uh, it's it's a cool spot that I ended up in to, to be, you know, collaborating on this. How hard does that hit y'all when they demonetize y'all for stuff like that? Because obviously, we've, we've mentioned it before, obviously, record labels are companies that have to make money, and demonetization has been a huge thing on YouTube, so how, I mean, is it is it a huge blow, or is that something y'all expected, or... Yeah, no, it sucks. I mean, we expected to be demonetized on YouTube for the gun thing. Like, we we expected it, you know? So we didn't, like, promote on YouTube super hard or whatever to, like, you know, because we knew we were going to be demonetized. So we kind of prepared for that. Um, but we have other videos, and, you know, we hope that those won't get demonetized. But, yeah, it, it's like, you know, it obviously sucks, but... What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, we have to, you know, put out what we believe in. If we're going to do a gun song, I mean, it's just the way that, that the, the YouTube works, you know? Um, you know, I mean, we started this business last year, basically. So we're setting stuff up and figuring it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, being demonetized isn't fun. I mean, it never is, right? So yeah. <laughs> you just got to kind of keep going. Yeah, it is, it is weird because you don't want to try and force them to monetize your content because it's it's a contractual business, right? Like they, they choose what they want on their platform and we just push it up. But then, yeah. then you know, it, it's destroying entire business models. Like there are tons of people who make money on, on YouTube, whether it's talking about histories of firearms or just demonstrating firearms or whatever it is that are getting content removed and they're losing huge chunks of money, um, whether it's a record label or just some random guy it's just it's still it's still a huge blow and that's i think that's 
why they're so powerful in this this culture war the left because they have these reins of power in tech and media and all these things and that's why people like you at base records matter so so damn much because there has to be this counter fight to what's going on because otherwise they're just going to run rampant just destroy everything like the entire history will be rewritten into chaos yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, Elon on, on X is, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't want to say leading the charge, but obviously I think, you know, he's he's kind of a part of this kind of moment we have for free speech and the internet and what's really going on. Because any, any, any form of media you look at, there's going to be a bias. And, uh, you know, you just want to try to be honest about that. You know, I think that we can honestly say that the Twitter algorithm probably prefers right wing content. Probably, probably does. Um, you know, but that's fine. You know, it's not like it's it's just pumping it down. I, I, community notes to me is fantastic. I mean, the crowd sorts out these fact checks and it actually be pretty good. You know what I mean? Like compared to what, like, these other ones they do that are just partisan hack jobs. Um, you know, it's an interesting moment we're in, so it's just, like, I think it's important to speak your voice and to make cool products, you know, make things people love, make uh, cool music on our end. And, um, you know, because we were talking about it the other day, just how, you know, looking at the next generation, and apparently Gen Z is actually more conservative people like to think because i think actually what's happening and i've seen this is that okay you always want to like rebel against your parents so if your parents are like a bunch of liberals who have like tattoos and are just like super left wing on every issue maybe you want to be conservative maybe conservative is like punk rock or whatever like roseanne barr said that recently in an interview so i think culture kind of swings back and forth like that if you take like a step back and look at like what's gone down between like just in America after World War II until today. Um, and I think at this point, looking at the last eight years and everything, and things have been a bit crazy, I think that we are kind of swinging in that direction. And and then for us, I mean, at Based Records, I mean, we're all pretty, you know, right-leaning or whatever. And so, you know, we want to support music that kind of has those values in it. It doesn't have to be, I mean, I feel like Ain't No Rock and Roll and Triggered were like, very like in your face like here's the issue this is almost just like propaganda um but not every song has to be like that you know like at a certain point just doing a song where it's just about family values just about monogamy like at a certain point like that just becomes like a right-wing issue you know in terms of like you know people say oh monogamy and marriage is sexism or whatever you know so it's like yeah, we just want to do cool shit like that and have, you know, artists and we we're, we I can't say too much, but we, we've signed some artists we're going to be announcing. We have a lot of cool stuff coming out in 2024 and, you know, we want to be entertaining and also insightful and just, you know, uh, kind of bring the culture, not necessarily back to where it was, but, you know, uh, celebrate traditional and old values and then obviously, you know, make something that that can be enjoyed by young people and isn't just... Uh, what's the word? Uh, pandering to a certain demographic, for example. You know, if you look at certain songs, like, I don't know, the Boycott Target song. Like, okay, great. Went viral, charted, 
but it was just like this one issue throwaway song in a way you know what i mean like it's the, cool the street, yeah. but it's not like this like timeless anthem that like you might be sitting around a campfire in a few years or whatever so not that we're not into like kish like one issue like songs like that like i think those are fun to do but we obviously you know we want to do stuff we're down in nashville chris wallen you know he, he knows all the the writers there and he, he's a big writer so we want to you know we want to do something that's like classic and cool and, and it'll kind of last more than just one news cycle or whatever you know um that's where we're at yeah because so one thing that i remember when tom mcdonald started coming up um People were saying that he was like a one-trick pony. He'll disappear after this song. He's a one-hit wonder, blah, blah, blah. But then he came out with more songs and more songs and more songs. And that's good because you want to see this this kind of repetition. It's not the same stuff either. He's coming out with different ideas, different topics he's talking on. And you want to see that from artists. You want to, especially when it, when it's a cultural discussion. Um, and I think he does that song, Everybody, Everyone Hates Me or something like that or whatever whatever the hell it's called, and he kind of addresses the drama around him, which was right, pretty yeah. interesting, the way he handled that. And so I love seeing like these artists. Like, uh, I'm, I, As soon as we get off of this, I'm definitely listening to High Res, because Triggered has uh, got me excited, because guns are my item. Like, That's my big ticket issue. I could have a, a politician say a whole bunch of dumb shit, but if they're like, we're abolishing the ATF, we'll, we'll handle the rest of it later. Let's just get that done. <laughs> so um yeah i'm i'm excited man that's uh that's gonna be awesome that's it's uh i'm i've got I'm, i follow y'all on uh twitter which is what at base records yeah base um, records at base records on twitter you're uh atf bootleg yeah the atfb bootleg yeah nice yeah and i was gonna say tom mcdonald it's it's actually amazing to see him grow as an artist um his ability to put out different music. Like, I don't know if you heard his most recent song, Superman. It's like a folk song. And it's just like very like, everyone's suffering. Where is Superman? Very like, very timely in terms of a time of war. He's kind of speaking to veterans and people who have fought. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. And um, that's the type of stuff that you like to see where, oh, you can do these aggressive rap things and maybe be, you know, doing a diss song or responding to disses, but then you can do these more heartfelt ballads that, you know, I was, I was very impressed with this song. Uh, like I said, Superman, Tom McDonald, um, that's what it's all about. And yeah, I mean, the gun issue is huge. Like I said, I think in the constitution, it, it's actually maybe the most important thing, probably one of the most more important things ever given to humanity by like a government or by people who are protecting people from the government or whatever. But um, yeah, like we're in a moment, Tom McDonald's there. We're here. There's a lot of other artists as well. Um, you know, you have a lot of the Christian rappers, a lot of the MAGA rappers, country music has just a whole assortment of different enclaves of different conservatives, more normie, like Fox news, conservatives, Christians type stuff, more, kind of libertarian outlaw kind of stuff you know what i mean um so that's really cool and then also within uh you know metal and hard rock there's different groups who are like conservative or stuff like that even within punk scenes um kind of a super group the defiant they just did a set on timcast 
and have a really great record out. Um, they're kind of assembled from a, a couple different punk bands. I think a lot of them were like kicked out of their bands for not taking the vaccine. Um, but yeah, like there's a whole little scene brewing, you know, we're part of it. And, you know, we love meeting new people and figuring out different plays we can do or different songs we can potentially do with people to just kind of get things going and uh, put more music out there and just kind of, you know, spread good music and just our message or whatever being the message of, you know, generally more right-leaning issues and how can we kind of present them in a way that that's engaging and fun, uh, which is like kind of difficult because obviously, you know, not everything needs to be political, but uh, it's just kind of the spirit of, of whatever artist you're working with. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we're at, you know, I don't mean to ramble too much on her. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, hey, yeah. This, hey, this is your time, man. You, uh, yeah. you get the whole hour if you want it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at, you know, and uh, that's exciting to see what's going to happen next. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So, yeah, I follow you. I'm definitely excited to see what's going to come out next year. Um, you definitely seem excited about it. So I'm definitely excited about it. Um, like, like I said, I'm going to listen to some more of this stuff and uh, really do a deep dive. I'm, I'm someone who really loves music, like everywhere we travel, like, I listen to music. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to news. I listen to music. Um, if I'm at the gym, which I usually am, listing to music. So it, it's a, uh, it's definitely it's a it's definitely something I'm going to be. Who's your, who are your who are your uh, your Use go-to artists? What's that? What? What'd you say? He could use some new music. He said she thought I could use some. Oh, okay, some, you got like the same songs music. on repeat, like it's well, it's all. I mean, look, most of the good music was made prior to my birth right like all yeah. the good rock country and rap pretty much so but no i've got a lot i've got a wide mix of everything i've got like russian techno next to norwegian <laughs> death metal next to gangster rap next to taylor swift you know it's it's, it's just a wide mix she yeah ta taylor uh, uh person of the year right name person of the year any thoughts on that what's yeah. your what's your uh reaction uh Dude, I've seen it and I couldn't give less of a shit. Uh, honestly, I mean, I don't like personally, the year doesn't mean shit to me because time is already just super politicized. I mean, fuck, they gave Barack Obama a uh, a raving endorsement of his, um, fuck, what was that? His uh, Nobel Peace Prize while right. they were actively bombing, you know, elementary schools in the <laughs> Middle East. Actually, I mean, won a Nobel Peace Prize. So funny. <laughs> peace like what did he do <laughs> he did nothing we'll bring you freedom if you fucking want it or not at the end of a 2,000 pound bomb motherfucker <laughs> he literally did nothing do i don't it's understand okay. it's okay you gotta do this that's funny yeah i know the old barack obama that, that's good that you have a lot of uh a lot of uh variety of music from russian techno and all these things uh yeah, music's a crazy thing. There's so much of it out there, man. It's uh, it's like a lot of information. I think what is it? Every day, like ten thousand songs are uploaded, uploaded to Spotify or something like that. I mean, it's just at this point, you can't even listen to all the music out there if you were to try. I mean, it's been like that for a while. Um, but yeah, Taylor Swift is Person of the Year. 
a lot of people were like, oh, it's a psyop because she's going to get everyone to vote. Dem oh, she's going to get all the young people to vote Democrat. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but whatever. I, I say that Taylor Swift is basically music for, for women who don't know what oil is in a car. That's that's my default. <laughs> yeah. Like, so why you got five of her songs? It's good music. I don't I don't worship her. Like her fan base is absolutely psychotic. The only people on the planet that are crazier than Philadelphia Eagles fans are Taylor Swift fans. And they are more likely to stab you than Philly fans. And that says a lot. If you've been to Philly, you know you will just get stabbed for walking in the wrong building. Taylor Swift fans will stab you just for saying Taylor Swift's name wrong. Yeah, they're a rabid, they're a rabid fan base. Like I remember there's that famous video where Kanye was calling her to like ask for permission to like have that lyric on famous. And oh, um, in the video, he's like, Taylor, you got like a whole like country, like you got like a billion people who like listen to you. Like, I need you to like approve this. Like, so she has a she has a big thing. And um you know, that's really cool. I, I know some Swifties and um, definitely some good songs from her. Like, you know, I, I'm somebody who's, when I listen to music, obviously, you know, I have my political inclinations, but I'm what you would call a formalist in the sense of when I hear something, it's just like, is it good on the formal level? Like the aesthetic level being like, oh, this song is terrible because it's promoting like degenerate sexual behavior, right? But then the formal letter was like, okay, it's promoting degenerate sexual behavior, but the song is really good because of like X, Y, Z, the production, the bars, the harmony, whatever it is. So I'm kind of more of a formalist. So I, I certainly, you know, can listen to a Taylor song. Like I think that last record she put out, Antihero, fantastic record, like great record. And, um, you know, not that I'm a huge Swifty or anything, but just on an objective level, like great songwriting and, and she does this stuff, just, I don't know if you know this, with her fans, where she does codes. So she puts, like, secret messages in her work, which is, like, really engaging for fans. So, like, one of them is, like, she has all the lyrics, and then she'll put a, a capital letter throughout the lyrics, and then that spells a word, and it turns into, like, a puzzle. So, like, fans, like, find these things, and they're, like, Easter eggs, and they have, like, theories. So it's just, like, this, like, really, like, engaging way to like get people to listen to your music and like think about it and have fun with it you know it's like oh i really like this artist i'm listening to this song a million times oh my god there's a secret message in here you know what i mean so she's done a lot of stuff like that which is like cool and comprehensive you know i don't mean the bass record if you were even love Taylor, you know but it's just like you know you got to give credit to where his credit is where his credit is due right so if you were if you were trying to convince me that Taylor Swift doesn't have a cult, you failed. It sounds more yeah, culty than ever. She's like I'm telling you, she just she puts out one song. It's called Freedom, right? And then basically, it's just a code for all her fan base to storm DC, take over the government. And now she's prime minister of North America. I mean, yeah. we won't even see it coming. Like Mexico, Canada, all of it's now Swifty land, and we have nothing to do about it. And by the time we realize what's happened, all these psychotic young women who are college or whatever age have already done all the all that stuff and we're just sitting here like I'm still trying to figure out who's in Paris Kanye <laughs> <laughs> 
also, if Taylor's watching, don't get any ideas from this podcast, by the way. Don't don't become inspired. Yeah, I'm sure Taylor's first watching this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, just form, take over, replace Second Amendment with uh, everyone has the right to bear kittens instead of guns or whatever. Um, yeah, the world ruled by Taylor Swift. I mean, I don't know. It might not be so bad, but it also could be terrible. You can't it really can know. Really really you know, I don't pretend to know how things will turn out. You know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she's got a huge fan base and uh, lots of other artists out there, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's cool to see people come into the scene and people grow and uh, always looking for new artists. And uh, one guy I really like who's uh, wrote actually a really good anti-vaccine song i guess you could call it is blind joe on twitter he's dub at the blind joe and he was on the voice so he's like a country singer and he's actually blind it's not like a gimmick or anything and he just plays like real like hardcore country music drinking beer driving trucks and stuff and has a song i will not comply which is i think one of the good uh you know anti like five times august you know very against the mandates against the so he's a great one and uh there's lots of more people lots more people coming so uh we're, we're happy to get involved and promote you know do events put out music figure it out and uh you know it's gonna be an interesting 2024 a lot of stuff's going on a lot of stuff's going on the election's coming right so that's gonna be crazy that's starting. Well, already started, right? I will say, the fact that y'all have an office in Nashville is good news because I'm actually fronting the lawsuit for uh, against the state of Tennessee for the ballot access uh, laws that they have in place. So, you know, hopefully in a year or so, Base Records could, you know, really see multiple candidates hop on the ballot for stuff in Nashville and uh, give them give them some uh, some anthem music. I guess we'll call it fight music. Yeah. I don't know if we can say that. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely interested in partnering with, you know, different politicians or whatever, uh, campaign music or whatever, you know. Uh, um, we have spoken to some a little bit, but we haven't, you know, we haven't put anything solid there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely some, uh, some, some walkout music, some ad music, you know. Um, yeah, we have a cool office in Nashville. We got uh, Chris Wallen out there. Um, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool in terms of what we're building and, and what's happening. And yeah, I mean, the election's coming. It's going to be nutso. And obviously, we're going to be kind of, you know, taking advantage of that news cycle in terms of the releases that we have planned and how we're going to market them and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, to kind of, you know, bring the music to the people. Because that's one of the things is that there's so many great artists out there and then it's like how can you get people to hear their music right and so we kind of assist in that regard you know because it's tough there's a lot of different ways to go about it there's ways to you know allocate your resources and uh you know we're there to help and uh get people into uh better scenarios when it comes to acquiring new fans or selling their merchandise or whatever it is you know um yeah 
So I do have a final question for you. So <clears throat> Get Him to the Greek is possibly one of my favorite movies um, of all time, just because of the chaos in it and all of it. Um, so the, for those who don't know, Get Him to the Greek basically has this premise that this, this young intern at a, at a big record label has to get this washed up rock star out of snow basically to this massive theater to play a show and it's basically drugs it's getting arrested it's fighting it's stroking the furry wall it's all these things um so is that like a common scenario that you've heard of in that industry or is that like over exaggerated because i'm someone who can't carry a tune in a bucket if i tried so i that's not something i'll ever experience but is that like a you don't even have to drop names, but like, is that something yeah. you've heard that's a regular thing? Uh, yeah. So number one, I have not seen Get Him to the Greek. I just looked at it on Wikipedia. So it's with Jonah Hill and Russell Brand. Uh, probably hilarious considering you were doing also, I'm generally a fan of those actors as work. <laughs> um, fortunately, us in the like wacko right wing music scene, if you want to call it that, people in this scene are generally like very sober. <laughs> like they're very like, you know what I mean? Like they, they kind of like don't go crazy like that. I mean, I think um, we're kind of lucky to have it like that. Um, so on our end, things have just been like fine. <laughs> However, when it comes to stories and stuff with artists, yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot of uh, things that have happened. Um, so I'm from Montreal and, and in Montreal, if you're in the music industry, there's this uh, saying that um, you have to have a degree of separation from the band Arcade Fire, who's like this indie rock band. They kind of like won the Grammys maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, um, kind of defined the sound of this indie rock kind of big little mini orchestra with a choir and everyone's playing xylophones and many instruments. So basically... Uh, my buddy from Haiti who plays percussion, he was hired by them to play percussion on, on Reflector and on some tours. So I got to like hang out with them and, and go on tour with them and stuff like that. But just, yeah, there was one percussionist who indulged way too much and got fired on tour. And it was like a really bad scenario. Um, I was trying to help him actually like clean up his hotel room. He had like, yeah, I don't want to. Even want, I don't want to like embarrass the guy on stream or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I out with that guy, uh, very yeah, sad. And um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely just in general in music and in the arts, I think there's problems with people and substances and substance abuse and how that can kind of affect the performances or the behaviors and stuff like that. Um, I've certainly, you know seen other scenarios but that's kind of the biggest one that like stops like in terms of like name dropping things or whatever that's probably the biggest scenario i saw which is somebody kind of losing their job over it um and i'm sure it happens all the time actually like you know there's a bunch of stories i've heard not like firsthand but uh you know james brown was a super super like he was very strict with people and he, he fired people over stuff like this like often um so it's funny because obviously it's like oh it's the arts they're all having fun but it's actually like an incredible amount of discipline you know and you know obviously we love Jimi hendrix and all these guys who are like just like soaked in acid and all that stuff but like 
in my experience in the industry, like a lot of these musicians and stuff, yeah, they party, but like they're very nerdy and like introverted, you know, they kind of just have their little nook of creativity. And, and it's like it, it, the biggest disasters I've actually seen have been more like me too kind of situation. I think with the whole me too movement, a lot of people have been canceled, you know, for their like, behavior and stuff like that like that kind of happened to arcade fire with when when um when butler so that's kind of like maybe the worst scenarios so i i have to watch and get him to the greek now um and there's definitely a problem in the industry i've seen some stories but because we're in this like right wing scene people are generally pretty sober and together which is great it's awesome <laughs> because you don't have to deal with drunk people or whatever you know uh who can get out of hand like my haitian friends did and <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic movie i <clears throat> I highly recommend it. It's 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 every every minute of it's hilarious. Um, it's just it's just overdone the whole thing, and it's it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's um, I, I I do I do think, and this is my personal opinion. There's no science or evidence to back up anything of what I'm about to say. But in my opinion, the best artists that we've seen in in history. The like you know the the Hank Williams Senior the the Tupacs the you know these these different individuals that we can spot like Robin Williams these performers have a really dark past like they they're just depressed they're sad like they're very emotional beings and they pour it all out on, in their performance Robin Williams is comedy you know um, uh, uh, Hank Williams Senior was music I mean these people that just were were drowning in their own emotions but we're able to put together such a great sound. I think, and to me, that is what makes a really good artist is someone who you can hear the pain in their voice when they're singing. That's why Oliver Anthony, I think resonated to so many people because you can hear the struggle in his voice. And we don't we, like people like fucking Blake Shelton. He's a, he's a fucking asshole. Like he, he takes this culture and he tries to absorb it for whatever he wants to, but he's, he's, there's no pain. There's no, there's no drive in his voice. At least not anymore um some of his older stuff is it's okay but like you you hear someone every now and then who's just who's screaming from the mountaintop and they're doing it in music or comedy or acting or whatever it is and it resonates with people that's why it sticks around for a long time and then we hear about you know robin williams killing himself or all these people doing drugs and all these things we were feeding that depression and then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're surprised that, you know, they felt empty and alone for a long time, but yet we clamored for what was their outlet for that. And it's, it's, it's a whole thing, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel you. Um, it's sad to see, you know, obviously Robin Williams very sad and uh, I agree with you. I think a lot of the greatest artists do have a sad backstory or obviously they're just able to really effectively communicate their emotions through their voice or through their art. Oliver Anthony, obviously, I think that song hit everybody regardless, left or right. I think if you listen to that song and you're a working person, I mean, there's some, some amount of truth to it, even if it's not, you know, if even if it's overblown, you can just kind of relate to the general emotion or just the general emotion that you know that other people feel, right? Like if you have empathy and you're well off, you hear that song, you can, you know, think about like, oh shit, it must suck to like, be like in this position of uh, 
you know, living paycheck to paycheck and you, you don't know, there's no upward mobility, everything's messed up. Um, and yeah, in terms of, you know, artists and some of my favorite artists, yeah, they obviously all pretty much have these crazy backstories and something happened somewhere or there's some amount of trauma and they're able to kind of take that and turn it into something great. Um, you know, and that's kind of what it's all about. Like, I think that's one of the reasons five times August garnered this massive audience during all the lockdown stuff is because he's just started writing songs about like he wrote one song i think it was god help us all about like everything that was going on and he was planning just to do like just one song like that he doesn't usually do like political songs or protest songs and it's just like the response was so overwhelming and so many people were like wow like thank you for writing this like he just kept doing that he like, kind of just an artist like that and I think that the reason those songs did well was because it came from this authentic place of what he was feeling. And then he was encouraged by people liking it. He's like, Oh, I should do more of this, but he was taking what he felt and he's putting it in these songs, you know? So that's basically what you have to do. You have to tell a story, right? And people want to hear that story. Like if you tell a great story, people love it. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, the George Washington thing you opened on, right? It's, it's, it's something that really happened, right? Like you, you, you have the painting of it, you have, you know, the jokes and all these things at the end of the day, it's a story and it's become a story that is like emblematic of like being an American or being a fighter or being courageous or being a great leader or whatever. And so that story will just live on forever, you know? So it's like great songs kind of do the same thing. So our goal um, you know, we're, we're going to do meme songs. We're going to do wacky things. You know, I think we've already kind of done that, done that somewhat with these very kind of specific songs, but you know, the goal is to do something that's a little more broad and, and can live on it with a great story, like the Washington thing or Oliver Anthony or, or what have you, you know? So, you know, it's hard to do, but if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, you know? So we're up for the challenge. Well, I look forward to great things from you all. Um, I'm, I'm really excited, like I said earlier. And I, there's probably a, a time or somewhere, or a counter somewhere of how many times I said excited. But uh, yeah, I mean, y'all y'all are putting out great content, awesome music. Um, like I said, I'm going to go check out High Res here in a minute. And it's just, it's really exciting to see people putting up an actual fucking fight for once. You know, I'm tired of seeing people get scared and roll over and play dead and just say, you know, we got to make money, so we're just going to do what the hell they want. No, y'all came out swinging. Y'all said we're gonna we're gonna come out hard, hitting hard, and we're gonna hit them as hard as we can, and that's awesome. I mean, it's it's it, when it, when it's a fight, you got to sometimes, and uh, we're definitely fighting uphill battles. And uh, I I really want to help y'all as much as I can. I'll start sharing some more y'all stuff and uh, help them promote y'all's content. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it looks good. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's it's it, the future looks promising. We won't have children being <laughs> generally mutilated at six years old because mom thinks Timmy's trans or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, that whole thing's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and uh, you know, we're not the only ones. You know, uh, and that's a great song. Am I the only one? Um, we're not the only ones, and. We're just here. We're grouping up with people. You know, there's Tom McDonald. There's a bunch of other people. And uh, we're here to collaborate. We're here to listen and uh, to just make really cool music and art. And 
effectively change the culture over time. Uh, and I think, you know, the more people do what we're doing, the more people will join up and do similar things. So we're looking forward to the election and the releases. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, life is good, you know? I can't, uh, can't say I'm not happy here. It's awesome. Well, Stephen, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us and uh, let everyone know what's going on. Um, any final words? Where can people find you? Um, smoke flares? Uh, yeah, just you know. basedrecords.com, at basedrecords on Twitter, X, or whatever social medias. And uh, if you want to support uh, the Five Times August sing single, go to fivetimesaugust.com. There's a bunch of merchandise there. And I hope everyone has a fantastic evening. Thank you also, Chris, for having me on. Uh, thanks for the invites. And uh, we'll be in touch. And, uh, you know, have a good holiday season. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk uh, soon. And uh, maybe next year we can do uh, another another chat like this and see what's changed, you know? Hell yeah, man. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate it. We'll see you around. See you. Have a great day. Bye. I highly recommend everyone go follow them on Twitter. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they come out with. I think they're going to piss a lot of people off. I'm always here for it. I just put a link on. She just, on she just put a link on right there. You can link it down. Link it all over. Um, yeah, so we're, uh, <clears throat> you know, we didn't do ad reads tonight just because we're going with this new format. I meant to stop at some point and do some ad reads. I didn't do them. Yeah, the George Washington escalated quickly. George Washington <laughs> escalates very quickly. He didn't give like up. Chromosome fuck. count. Do you have an extra chromosome? I'm, I don't know. He's kind of off. Oh, uh, well. He, he at least had the tism. He definitely had the tism. He had an like autism. Us, it's not a bad thing. He had an his 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 fixation for his tism. Was killing Brits and Brit associates. He's a British killing savant. He was the rain man of, of killing <laughs> tyrants. Man. Like he would just roll the dice and God said, fuck the British. Boom, boom. As he should. As we should all say, fuck the British. Um, Because it's that time of the year, right? Like it's, it's the season. It's it's Washington season um, of murdering the Brits and people was like, "Oh, what about Jesus? Oh, Jesus was born in the spring. Jesus was born in the spring. We all know the Catholic Church changed it, so we're gonna give we're gonna give it to we're gonna give it to Washington. We'll do uh, Easter, which is probably around the time that Jesus was born. So, anyways, <laughs> that's gonna get nice someone pissed you. off. Anyways, ladies, gentlemen, uh, you know what? Go to nautigalpodcast.com. Go check it out. The links for the merch are on there. RedemptionTactical.com. Go check them out. Uh, they've got awesome gear for when you're getting geared up for the Delaware River crossing. ProudLibertarian.com does all the merch. They're awesome as hell. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. It helps us. It doesn't cost you a dime, and it helps us tremendously. If you're on Rumble, just keep watching our shit, I guess. I don't know how Rumble works, but we're on there. Go check us out at Not A Real Podcast. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Ladies, gentlemen, subscribe. Good night, good liberty, and drink your fucking water. <laughs>